How's it going? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited because this is a new thing we're doing and it's for all of you. Yes, we're listeners. reading all of your stories. So it's going to be very, very scary. Spooky, scary, spine chilling. Wow, that was. We're calling these episodes Encounters. So when you see Counters. that, you'll know that these are your stories. And our first episode of Encounters is brought to you guys by our sponsor, Design My Soap. So, Design My Soap. <laughs> I'm just going to whisper everything. Whenever Corinne says something, you'll silently hear a whisper in the background. And it's not Sabrina, it's a ghost. Oh, and to be clear, this is still Two Girls, One Ghost, and it's still Sabrina and Corinne. Oh, right, yeah, it's us. But this is just like a kind of fun bi-monthly episode we'll do for you guys where we read your listener stories. So this is why everyone, we keep asking you to send us your ghost stories because we will read them and we will respond Mm -hmm. to them and we are gonna spook you out with your stories i think that the listener stories are the scariest part of our podcast i I agree argue that argue with me please (laughs) let's argue the same side because we both agree (laughs) so let's yell at each other but both say the same thing i agree with you corinne um but one of our listeners actually you might remember her name. I can't remember who it was, but she posted on our Facebook group because in the past episode, we mentioned, made mention of the spirits who come and basically have sexual intercourse oh my with living people. And she found an actual, was it on BBC? Uh, it's some British show. It's, her name's Carolyn on our Facebook group. She sent it to us. Um, it was on, yeah, it was on some British TV show. It was like some morning talk show. It is so British. Woman, it's very British. There's a woman from Bristol, England, who was the guest of the show. Her name was, or is, what? Amethyst Realm. And she's 27 years old. And she claims to have sex, or have yeah. had sex, with like at least 20 ghosts. And she yeah. says that she's given up on men because she prefers ghosts. Not only has she given up on men, her fiancé caught her having intercourse with a ghost and dumped her. <laughs> it is... It's not funny. It's, guys, it's pretty funny. It's, but like, it's pretty I, funny. I feel slightly rude because she's she's very serious, and you can tell on the interview that she's a little bit timid about giving the interview. About saying sex. <laughs> yeah. The interviewers are so kind to her. They never make her feel weird. They're very no. open and act very excited with all the questions. it's so interesting. That they ask her. Right. But, like, there are so many instances where, like, she hesitates to answer because she knows what she sa- is about to say. It's going to, like, spark yeah. a reaction in someone. But, yeah, she basically said that she felt a presence that might have been more interested in her. You kind of sound just like her right now. I'm channeling her. <laughs> I tend to do that. I need to stop. I mean, I don't She's need speaking to stop. through you. My dad always says that, that when I start talking about someone, I mimic them. But it, you're trying to tell the story authentically, so you're, like, taking on their persona. Right. And it's the I'm just going to be me. So <laughs> let me restart. So she she basically felt this presence and her boyfriend had, or fiancé, I think at the time. Yeah, had fiancé. 
been spending a lot of time away from home for work trips and whatnot. And so she put on some lingerie. And she goes into the spare bedroom and she waits and waits and waits a while. And just as she's about to give up, she feels pressure. She said that you can feel the pressure, the stroking, and you can sense who it is spirit-wise. Like if it's one spirit or if it's a different spirit because of their energy, she can sense the energies and that she is able to fully be fulfilled sexually by a spirit and that this her first spirit they didn't actually work out she said that he stopped coming after a while so like coming around not well sexually both if he's not coming around he's not doing that either (laughs) uh can i just say though it's interesting she didn't ever see the like what the physical shape of the person of the ghost was but her fiance did and that's how her fiance caught her is that when mm-hmm. he came home early one night from a work trip, he saw the shape of a man in the guest bedroom window. And she says that she was a little tiffed by that because she was like, he never showed himself to me, but he decided to show himself to my fiance. I think because he wanted to like mark his territory <laughs> and was like, this is my home. Yeah, it's very bizarre. And now yeah. she's looking... She's looking into... Because the the interviewers, I asked her, they're like, okay, like, still being very kind. They're like, well, this is great. Like, you've given up men. You're very satisfied in your life now. How has this changed your perspective on life or your future? Because obviously you can't have children. And then she was like, well, I would like to settle down with one of them. And I have been looking into phantom pregnancies. And he was like, well, if it's a phantom pregnancy, that means it's not there. She's like, no, no, no. If you do your research. So... I would highly recommend everyone Watching go that video. watch the video. You can, Guys, if you have trouble finding yeah. it, just it's on our re- Twitter. Yeah, we retweeted it, and then it's on our Facebook page. It's like the top post. It's really gotten a lot of action. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think if you just search "I gave up men to sleep with ghosts," you'll find it. This world, man. You know what? To each their own. To each their own. No judgment here. You guys, we're, we're all pretty weird here, so... We are. All right, well, let's, let's get into our first encounter. Shall yes, we? We shall. Do you want to read? Yes, I will. Thank you. This is from Amanda. She titled it, A Familial Haunting. Hi, my name is Amanda, and I've had several encounters with ghosts, but they have thankfully all been benign spirits, it seems like. Fingers crossed it stays I'll knock on wood for you. Yeah, right. Okay. A lot of them are actually family members looking after me. In my 20s, I was in a pretty bad relationship with a man who wasn't treating me right and would often go to bed in tears. The day after one of those nights, my sister came to me shaken and told me that she had walked past my bedroom and saw our great-grandmother sitting on my bed staring down at me. Oh my gosh. She's been dead for over 10 years, and although this spooked me, it touched me more than anything. Because at a point where I felt so alone and dejected, the fact that my great-grandmother came from whatever spirit realm to check on me eased my heart. This is where my next story comes in. My grandmother died earlier this year, and it rocked and is still rocking my entire family's world. I don't think any of us will ever be the same again. While her death was sudden, it wasn't as if we weren't shocked by it. And she'd been sick for a while, and in our pain was relief that finally she was free. 
Her funeral was held on the day of a huge blizzard and was named after her. I am not kidding. Our entire family took that as a sign and she, that she was saying goodbye, and they were right. My grandma was a strong woman, and it was only fitting that she left in a storm suited for her. There is one more instance that really sticks out to me about her presence. I suffer from both anxiety and depression, and earlier that month, it was at its peak. I felt useless, alone, unfit to live. It was rough, really rough. That entire week, I was going through it until one night I had a dream that most likely wasn't a dream. In it, I was lying in bed and talking to somebody who stood over me. They were encased in golden light, and I just remember talking and laughing with them for hours. When I awoke, I felt better than I did in months. I was happy, which was a strange feeling for me, and I truly believed that my grandmother had visited me to let me know that everything would be okay and she was always with me. She'll always be there for her hapless, anxiety-filled granddaughter. And if I have support from a ghost, then really, who can fuck with me? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for a great podcast, you guys. Can't wait until the next episode. Oh my god, Amanda. Amanda. That's so sweet. That is so sweet. That's such a good experience, too, to have yeah. someone looking out for you, especially in times when you're, like, like not well. Right. And, and anxiety and depression are, like, terrible experiences, and, you, you know, it's hard to go through them. You feel really alone. So to have your family members from beyond the grave come and show that they're there for you is kind of really heartwarming. Right. That actually happens to my mom. I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but my mom has said that her grandmother, so my great-grandmother, has come mm -hmm. to her a few times before, and it's always when she's going through a tough time. And she'll really? come. Mm -hmm, my mom will walk into a room, and there'll be the distinct smell of her grandmother's powder. And I've actually walked into a room before and smelled the powder, and my mom was standing in there crying, because she knew her grandmother had Oh my come. gosh. Yeah. And it's funny, too, that it's the scent of the powder, because my mom is a very scent-oriented person. Like, she always wants right. candles, she always wants soap, anything we can smell. So it's oh funny, gosh. too, that her grandmother comes to her with something that's a scent that so, she can yeah. recognize. Right. Yeah. Wow. I have one that I've okay. been waiting to tell you since I read it. Yes. And it actually kind of ties into our most recent normal episode where we did Ouija boards. Ooh, okay, so this is scary. It's, I have never heard a story like this. <gasps> okay. Okay. So this is from Ashley, and the subject is my stepdad's demon slash ghost, a Ouija board, and a murder-suicide. What? I know. Guys, it's, Okay. I'm just going to read it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Hi, ladies. I wanted to tell you guys about my stepdad's crazy ghost, maybe demon story. My stepdad, his two male friends, and their friend Melissa decided to screw around with a Ouija board in my stepdad's parents' house when they were teenagers. They asked the Ouija board when they were going to die. My stepdad and his two friends got all got ages when they were older, but for Melissa, it said she was going to die within a few months. They all laughed this off and didn't really believe in the Ouija board. Melissa went to Knott's Berry Farm on a scary farm night. The following month, I met a guy named Richard Nuno, who was 20 years old at the time. Melissa was only 16. Her parents forbade her from seeing him because they thought he was too old for her. As far as Melissa's parents 
knew she was no longer seeing him, but it wasn't the case because no one listens to their parents when they're 16. Right. Uh, several months after meeting Richard, Melissa was found dead in her parents' car outside warehouse buildings in Mission Viejo, California. Oh my God. On the night of the murder, Richard made a call to his mother stating that he was going to kill himself. He was found the next day with a gunshot wound to the chest in Laguna Beach, but he was still alive. When police asked Richard about the murder, he stated that they had a mutual suicide pact since they were forbade from being together. But Melissa tried to back out of it and break up with him. So he shot her and then drove away and shot himself. Oh. The craziest part? That the murder happened in the exact same month that the Ouija board said it would. What? Right? Ooh, that is scary. My stepdad and his friends don't remember the exact day that the Ouija board had said... And nobody knows if she told him what the Ouija board said and they and then they decided they would commit suicide together or if it's some creepy coincidence or if an evil presence caused this to happen. My stepdad met Richard several times and said that all of the friends didn't like him and got a weird vibe. Richard was sentenced to 30 years in life, 30 years to life and is expected to get out in a few years. I did some sleuthing and found out that he was that he has a parole hearing in a couple of months. I find this murder fascinating and can't even get myself to go into the creepy game room in my stepdad's house where a board game prophesies when this poor girl would die. Everyone that goes in that room gets a weird vibe, even people who don't know the story. My stepdad said for a long period of time, the pool balls on the table would roll by themselves and the blinds would open and close by themselves. Too creepy. We'll see if my stepdad dies when he's 63, like the Ouija board professed. Let's hope not. Oh Let's, my gosh. No. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Uh, who is coming through this Ouija board? Like, who is it? This story blows my mind. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like she asked a really good question. I wonder if, if there's some entity that made all of this happen, or if it was saying a prophecy, or... There are just so many questions. I don't right. know. Because especially we, we do have quite a few stories from people too that have had like dreams or experiences where they basically went up to maybe heaven or wherever you go after right. and came across like a relative waiting for them. So I do believe that like the spirit world knows when someone's about to pass away. Right. But a full month before seems like a lot like I could get like a few days before well it's a few months before it wasn't just one month it was a few months and it's not like an illness or something more natural it was a murder suicide how do you know that that person's going to break and snap and that there's not going to be intervention beforehand I've chills this story since I read it has been in my mind every day Wow. This is like a ghost, yeah, ghost murder, basically. Because even, because if it is because of the Ouija board and like something that came out of the Ouija board that I feel like it sounds, from what it sounds like, it sounds like the, whatever came out of the Ouija board is still present because the room has residual hauntings and experiences like the blinds opening and closing by themselves and pool balls moving by themselves. Maybe something came out of the board that night. I have so many questions too because it's like is it is it potentially a spirit that is m- making Richard 
a worse person than he is and trying to basically take over and control him and push him to this point. Or maybe Richard already had those tendencies. And since Melissa found out or was told that she might die in a few months, maybe the way that she acted towards Richard could have triggered something like her fear or her hesitation towards him or something. Right. And it just was coincidence, but it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. This is why, ugh, don't ask these questions. Would you rather know when you're going to die or the way you're going to die? Oh, that's hard. I almost think the way that I'm going to die rather than when, because on that day I don't want to be like, freaking out but then the right. other side of me is what if they say I'm going to die in a car accident and then every time I get every in a car get in it's a an car. anxiety yeah. attack so maybe I already actually, have anxiety attacks every time I get in the car I started <laughs> grinding my teeth because I hate driving so much well people are awful drivers when you were driving like we've been talking on the phone before and a whole like family has ran in front of your car like well I that's that's a whole other thing I think half the time I think I'm actually a ghost because when people cut me off I'm like how? Do you not see me? Am I dead? <laughs> yeah, Sabrina called me the other day and she goes, do you ever think that when you're driving and people cut you off that you might be a ghost? And I was like, no. <laughs> I think people just suck at driving. Well, it happened to me like three times in a row and I was like, okay, there's something going on. Something I'm if not someone, aware of. If you're sitting on like a chair or a couch and someone comes over and they sit on you, then I'll believe that you might be a ghost. Like in Princess Diaries? Right. <laughs> Oh, speaking of, this is, like, super off course and not related to ghosts. But there's a new movie on Netflix called The Christmas Prince. And our friend Izzy, who we mentioned a couple episodes ago because he and I went into the theater ghost hunting at LMU, Mm -hmm. which is very briefly mentioned him. He has a few lines in it. So go Izzy. Go Izzy. Yeah, he's in the beginning and the end. Oh my gosh, I'm going to watch it tonight. Her dad's restaurant. I watched it. Okay, so it's, like... It's pretty corny. Like, it's it's very cliche. It does all, like, the, the like, romantic mm. cliches. Like a Hallmark but, movie? Oh, my God. I love it, though. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy is so handsome. So Who, I could have watched it are for, like, another on, five hours. Are you hitting hours. on Izzy? Are you hitting on Izzy in our podcast? I'm not. I was hitting on the prince. <laughs> but hey, Izzy. What's up? Hit us up. <laughs> What's up? You're, like, famous now, so I want to date. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Should we keep reading stories? <laughs> yes, we digress. Oh, that that means it's my turn. I was, yeah. like, sitting here waiting for you to tell me more. <laughs> Entertain me. Okay. This one's from Alyssa. It's called Ghost Liked My Room Best. Haunted Townhouse. Hi, ladies. I love your podcast. My old roomie and I used to watch paranormal shows together and talk about ghosts all the time. So listening to this podcast reminds me a lot of that. So on to the ghostly stuff. I moved at the... Whoa. Okay. I just moved at the beginning of September. (laughs) What? Sorry, it's just so cute. (laughs) That I can't read? No, just your reaction to it. (laughs) I swear I'm educated. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I just moved at the beginning of September, but I was living in this older townhouse with two other girls. We would laugh about the idea of the townhouse being haunted, but did not think much of it until weird things started to happen. Sometimes you would hear a tapping noise that would stop as suddenly as it started. 
One night while I was away, my roommates heard a lot of loud banging and doors slamming around 2 a.m. in the morning. Later, they chalked it up to being the neighbors fighting, but it was still weird that they could hear the noises in our house. One day, my roommate Jess found all of her black boots in the middle of the front entranceway. We would keep our shoes in the closet, which was always closed, and we never kept our boots in the middle of the hallway. Even weirder, our other roommate had gone to class an hour before, and all of the boots were still in the closet when she left the house. That reminds me of Dear David. Yeah. Soon after this, we were all talking about the strange occurrences when Jess uttered something along the lines of, just give us a sign that you were here, which is a big ghost no-no. Soon after this in the basement, a cement, dark, creepy basement, two of the vacuum cleaners that had been pushed to face the wall were in the middle of the basement. There is no way that the cat could have moved the vacuums, and the only way to move them was to lean them back on their wheels and physically roll them away from the wall. Now, while all of this is happening, I've been seeing a dark shadow in my room. I would wake up in the middle of the night and see a dark, shadowy figure in the far right corner of the room. It didn't seem menacing, but I still peed myself a little bit at the sight of the figure. Eventually, I started a ritual where I would say I was going to bed and that I needed to be alone, and the figure stopped showing up. Other things that happened in my room were the twinkly lights that would turn on while I was sleeping or when I left the room. I also came home to my pillows completely rearranged on my bed. I always arrange them the same way every day, so there is no way I would have rearranged them in that way and forgot. There's, this ghost has like some organizational issues. Right, it does. Most of the activity in my room happened in my room, but there was still a lot of strange things that happened in that house. I'm more than happy to be in the new house where there's no creepy shadow people in my room. Keep up the spooky good work, Alyssa. My gosh. I remember reading this and the, the boot part really scared me. Yeah. Like all of the boots just like clustered like in the middle of the hallway facing the same direction, just reorganized, taken out of the closet and placed where right where when you walk in, you can see it. It's, it, it feels like a statement, you know? Right. Well, same with the pillows moving and the vacuum cleaners in the middle of the floor. Right. And the pillows too is, is a little bit scarier to me than the vacuums because you can just avoid the basement but like you can't the avoid pillows are on your bed where you sleep yeah where you're most vulnerable although I like to think of it as a ghost who just like has really interesting feng shui and just thinks that the pillows should have been organized a different way that's a very nice thought it's very wishful thinking I mean it yeah. doesn't seem menacing but also she did say that she saw the shadow figure, and we do know that shadow people are demonic are presences. Usually, yeah. But it could have just been like a passerby ghost that didn't really want to show itself, so it kind of like hung out in the shadows. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I do wonder because it. You're right. It was focused more on organization. Yeah. Sounds. I like. don't know. It's so creepy. I, I do. It's interesting in stories where people are able to just say, hey, I'm trying to go to bed, like, please leave me alone. And then the ghost listens and, like, goes. Mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting. I think you have to have a certain type of energy, too. Like, you must not project that you're scared in that moment. Yeah. For it to work. I think if you're afraid, they are like, ha, ha, I got you now. Do you ever have the feeling 
I have it a lot where like if something scares you, you can actually feel your energy. Like I feel like I feel my aura like stretching out further. Yes. Yeah, where you're That's just like... That's actually a really good way to put it. You kind of like stand your ground and all of a sudden it feels like this force like comes out and pushes and you're just like... Like if you were an actual superhero, the energy would like throw someone away yeah, and hit them. have a little like force field around you. Yeah. Like just like boom. That's a really interesting way to put it. I have it a lot more now because I'm so scared from doing the podcast that when something happens, like if like the little boy upstairs drop something i'm just like my like energy is like ah, protection so what you're telling me is you're becoming a superhero because of this podcast i think this is how the stories start <laughs> <laughs> just doing a podcast turned her into a superhero another children's book for us to write for two girls one ghost but, production. No, two girls one book two girls one book god damn it i can't even <laughs> remember the name of our companies wait which reminds me of <laughs> my dad he was like, you really have to, because I subscribed from his phone to our podcast, but he doesn't know how to use the podcast app, even though I've showed him like five times. <laughs> and he was like, you really need to show me how to play the podcast because I want to, I want to listen to two girls and a ghost. And I was like, you're so close. You're so close. It was two girls, one ghost. <laughs> but my mom was cracking up. She was dying That's laughing. That's so cute. He's just renaming our podcast. Okay. Should I read one more story? Please do. Okay. Close us out. This is from Rachel. And she says, Hey gals, just recently started listening to your podcast and I love it. I'm all about the spooky stuff. But anyway, I have a particularly particularly scary ghost story of my own for you both. It's a bit lengthy, but I swear it's worth it. I currently live in Wisconsin, but I no longer live in the house I grew up in, which is haunted. In 2010, I experienced perhaps one of the most terrifying paranormal moments in my life. We were going to be moving to California that summer, and of course, at age 16, I was riddled with emotions about the whole ordeal. Well, on the last day we spent in my home, I had come home from school to an empty house. That was normal, especially considering we were trying to get everything ready to move. It was a beautiful summer day, so all the windows in the house had been open. Plus, the white carpets had just been cleaned so the air helped dry them out. Anyway, I came home and just started crying uncontrollably because A, I was leaving the only home I'd ever known, and B, I'd just been broken up with by my boyfriend at the time because I didn't want to do long distance. So as I'm sure you both know, when you project strong negative emotions, paranormal entities will flock to you, which we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. My house was haunted as it was being 100 plus years old and all, so it wasn't really out of the normal for a few spooky things to happen. In the midst of my crying, I called one of my closest friends, who I will refer to as Alex, and asked her to come over because she lived three blocks away and I didn't want to be alone. On a side note, Alex is clairodient, clairodent, I think that's how you say it, clairodent. And for those of you who don't know, it means she can hear spirits and such. <gasps> that's my mom! Really? Yeah, we always say, like, I see, or I feel, I feel what they look like, and she hears. Oh my gosh. I'll tell that story after. Keep going. Okay. So she comes over and comforts me, blah, blah, blah. And then as I was talking to her, I could see all the color drain from her face, and she sat stock still. Usually when that happens, it meant something was talking to her. Oh my gosh. Ooh. But this time it seemed different. I inquired, and she told me it was nothing and not to worry about it. 
I then decided we should probably take my dog outside. So when you walk out of the great room, living room in my house, there's a little hallway mudroom before you access the enclosed porch. There's a door that leads to the hallway, a door that leads to the porch, and a door that leads from the porch to outside. I left all these doors open as it was nice outside, and I was only going in my front yard where I could still see the door. As we stand outside, a man and his dog come walking down the sidewalk. He had on a regular blue baseball hat, a green cargo jacket, light jeans, and what I think were brown boots. Following him was a yellow lab. As he walked down the street, my dog didn't even react, which was highly unusual as he's a tiny dog and felt it was his duty to bark at everything walking near him. The man, walk- the man and dog walked right past us and my dog didn't react at all. I lived on the corner of a street and this man walked across the street and then stood right under the streetlight dog right by his side and stared at us at first I was like okay yeah whatever I get weird people in my neighborhood all the time but he did not move like at all the street lights came on as dusk was approaching and something in my stomach didn't feel quite right so I told Alex that we should go inside as I stepped up to my porch I turned around and the pair were gone I knew that man didn't live in my neighborhood and there was no way he could have gone in either direction that fast in order for them to not be seen We hurried inside and closed all the doors behind us. As I began to enter the great room, I noticed something on the carpet leading from the hallway all the way across the great room and into the next room. There were huge stains that appeared to be footprints, but they were so big that they didn't belong to any of us, nor did they look like a normal foot. So I'm sitting here staring at the prints, and and then I feel the blood drain from my body. I look over to Alex and say, those are hoof prints. (gasps) Oh my god. She paled in agreement. I pick up the phone and call my stepmom and tell her what's going on, as she is very sensitive to paranormal stuff. She can see the spirits. She can see spirits. She tells me to grab the crucifix in her bedroom that my great-grandmother used to have. My great-grandma used to practice white magic back in Italy, and that cross is heavily blessed. And she told us to go into the bathroom and stay there until she got home. We went into the bathroom for a little while, but I got fed up and decided that we should go wait for her outside. Once she came home, all hell broke loose. Literally. She went inside and started screaming at this thing. I'm assuming it was a demon, and the same thing had been screwing with her for a long time. She starts yelling at it, telling it to leave her the fuck alone and go away, and that this and that and the other. (gasps) She's literally chasing it through the house. While she is doing that, Alex is right next to my stepmom screaming, Come on, you need to get out of the house. Now, it's yelling at us to get out of the house. We need to leave. And this is going on for the better portion of 10 minutes before both of them, exhausted, came back out. I had to go back inside because for some reason, save for this incident, I am more or less a shield against paranormal things. And my my stepmom didn't want to go back inside and grab all of our suitcases as we were leaving the next day. I can honestly say that this was the only time I felt uncomfortable in my own home. I grabbed the suitcases, locked up, and I've never been back to that house since. Sorry this was so long. Keep up the good work. I can't wait to hear more. Rachel. Holy crap. And so just, I asked her a question and she was, I kind of asked about her stepmom's experiences because she said that this is like, this thing had been following her around for a long time. Yeah. And she said that her theory was that the house didn't like her stepmom or whatever was in the house didn't like her stepmom. And they had a lot of problems in the house. And a lot of them started when the stepmom moved in. 
And they had to stage the house like every month. And she thinks that whatever the entity was was trying to kick her stepmom out. Wow. Yeah. And it's ironic because her stepmom was the one that was quite possibly the strongest in running around and trying, trying to get rid of it. Chase it. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like a seeing hoof prints and then your stepmom? It was the stepmom that came over, right? Mm-hmm. The stepmom coming around and picturing in your head while you're outside that your stepmom is chasing around a demon beast with hooves and it's running and she's the one chasing it. And then the best friend is chasing the stepmom, telling the stepmom we need to leave. It's like a scene out of a out of a movie. It's crazy. It's I, I'm I'm yeah. I would have done what she did, like grab the suitcases and just right goodbye. And too, like it's, let's talk about the guy with the dog on the street corner. Yeah, that's creepy. Was that? Do you think that that was the demon watching like her watching. and waiting for her to go in? Or was that just another evil creature that kind of, like, comes along with the demon and, like, is the lookout? Or was that the guy that really didn't like the stepmom and he called in reinforcement and he was waiting on the street waiting for the demon to scare oh everybody out? But it, the crazy thing the, the crazy thing to me is that the stepmom was not in the house. So, like, was it, like, trying to get her back in the house? I don't know. Or maybe just give enough of a sign that's, like, tried to kick the whole family out knowing mm-hmm. that the stepmom I wonder, is with the family. I'm glad that they moved out of the house. I wonder if the people who moved in had any experiences. Like, if an energy is that strong, like, you would think, right? Yeah. Ooh, the hoof prints on, like, the white I carpet. It, that's so the scene creepy. from Paranormal Activity where they put down the... The flower on the ground mm. in the morning they wake up and there's like weird little bird large bird prints it also it, it's almost even more eerie because i'm i'm picturing the house very um empty just because they're moving out yeah Ooh, that one's so creepy spooky. very spooky well, thank you guys for sending all your stories. Um, we're going to be doing this, like we said, bi-monthly. Bi-monthly. So twice a month, check in. It'll be labeled Encounters, and then you know. Then it might be one of your stories. So send us your stories to our email. It's yes. two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. If you want your story to possibly be read on the podcast, you have to email it. We got a lot of people that yeah. post it elsewhere or DM us, and it's like great. We love listening and reading those stories. But when we record, we go through our email. So yeah. if you want it recorded, it's easier, it's easier to have in one place. So please email it to us. And they don't all have to be really scary. We like heart lighthearted ones as well and mm-hmm. um, funny ones. Uh, not all ghosts are scary. Nope. Whatever works. So. We are down for. For anything. So, down for anything. Two Girls, One Ghost Podcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page that you can like. We have a Facebook group that you can join. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We will see you on the other side.